0: Guess who's back? Jack, meet me on the red carpet. I think it's time to walk. It's it's showtime. I'm glad we were able to wake you up. I know Paul has long since fallen asleep, even though he gave us a promise that he would, in fact. But here it is, 1.30 London time. Jack's kicking off because our boy Rashad Higgins back. One-year deal. He's coming back to Cleveland to fill out a very familiar wide receiver room.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting one. Um, who knows what else they'll get up to, but it's overall, the, the wide receiver market has been bizarre. Um, I, I think this is a big knock-on of that really view that the last two years, you so much talent, and this looks like another one in the draft, guys coming in, hitting the ground running, and teams are just going, well, we're not going to pay you guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you start seeing Albert Breer tweeting out that Kenny Galladay is talking to the Bengals for a one-year prove-it deal and the Giants are putting their name out there. You know, since we obviously last recorded Curtis Samuel, he's headed back to, or headed back, he's headed to meet up back with Ron Rivera in Washington this time. What was that, three-year, $34 million topping out? Which is good. That's, That's about... When we look at the numbers, that's probably about what we would make sense. And listen, I'm a huge Curtis Samuel fan. I enjoyed him when he was running back at Ohio State. He is teaming up with Terry McLaurin, who they are good friends. That'll be an interesting offense. That I, I'll be curious to see what that kind of looks like with McLaurin and Samuel. Those two guys have Fitz completely magic, different. <laughs> and magic. magic. Yeah, exactly. You have, you have guys with different skill sets. But now, the wide receiver market, I think a couple of these guys are like, you know what? Why don't you just go ahead and give me that one-year deal? Give me my 2.38 million fully guaranteed. But of course, we don't know the full details of that yet. And, you know, let's let's get focused here on 2021. At least I think that's what Rashad Higgins decided to do because he took the money and he's back.
1: Yeah. So um it wouldn't surprise me if some of these dudes like Will Fuller go, sod it, I ain't taking a one-year with the Bengals. I'm going one-year with the Packers or something like that because that's a team that's going to make you look really, really good and you can If catch you, you have a
0: quarterback, the wide receivers are going to flock. Yeah. yeah. Why, why would I go to the Giants for Danny Dimes when, I mean, to be fair, at least the Bengals have Joe Burrow and I know he can throw. So if I'm Galladay and I'm looking at the Giants and I'm looking at the Bengals, I'd go to the Bengals. But, and yeah, you're right. If I'm Will Fuller, you call up Green Bay and says, "I am so sorry for my suspension. How much? How much can you afford?"
1: Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, and it, this is going to be an interesting question: what it means for the Browns? Are they going? Hey, let's run it back with Jarvis and um, Higgins, and then in a year's time, potentially, hey, we draft a dude in the second round, and we're ready to go. Hey, second round pick, and we'll keep Higgins around. It might be four, five million instead next year. Um, maybe on a couple of years. And then that's when we move on from someone because those two LSU guys, they aren't lasting forever.
0: Well, here's my question for you. Speaking of guys that are there, Rashad Higgins, 2.3 million. AJ Green, 6 million. Which one of those two are you taking?
1: 2.83 million, isn't it? 2.38. 3.83, yeah. Um, It's obviously Rashad Higgins. um, And now, and the reason we
0: say that is obviously AJ Green has had a great career. AJ Green is 33 years old and has had injury issues the last few years. And now he's going out to the land of the desert to retire with the other guys. But yeah, I mean, for 2.0 million, you're basically paying Higgins what the giants paid John Ross, which is what 2.25. So you're right in that same ballpark, former first round pick Higgins, former fifth round pick. So I don't know. I, th- I think that Rashad Higgins's production has m- m- completely blown John Ross's out of the water and you basically got him for the same number. It doesn't, it allows you to keep Odell and Jarvis, wouldn't you say? Because now, I mean, two million. I mean, basically, they got him for what Kadero Hodge is getting, right?
1: Yeah. The, the issue still comes down to those first six weeks of the season. They they didn't want Jarvis and Higgins on the field. And we and we saw the impact. We, we've discussed it enough. New on the coaching show.
0: staff. You don't think that Chad O'Shea and those guys are going to figure out ways to make that work now that they have a full offseason? Because the, they the, now know early higgins is going to be back you now have people's jones the only thing they're missing is that deep threat and if odell is healthy yes a guy like brashad perriman could come in here and really add an element but realistically if odell is healthy and he's good with not going over the middle which to be fair a lot of these receivers aren't and your job to odell is i need you to be deshaun jackson i need you to be a guy that can go deep yeah you may not have 100 catches you may not have 80 catches but you may have 60 50 to 60 catches but you may have 10 touchdowns and your average pre- catch maybe 20 25 yards I mean, if Odell's a guy that can get down the field, you may have something there, and then that lets Higgins and Landry
1: cook underneath. But uh, between Injoku, between Higgins, between Landry, that's not just not—it's just not enough snaps to go around for what the dudes want, and that—that's just the 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 fact of the matter. Um, and it's where who who, who loses snaps? Um, because the, I think it comes from that tight end too.
0: I think one of the reasons taking, I think one of the reasons that Njoku has kind of been quietly quiet is I think he knows I'm a blocker, but in terms of pass targets, I think in this NFL, why would you not take advantage of the fact that defenders don't have the abilities to stop the offense in terms of three wideouts? Like I understand that the Browns ran a lot of, you know, two wide receiver sets or 22 personnel or 13 personnel, whatever it is. I think the Browns are going to see more, especially with Odell, where if I line up Odell and Jarvis on one side and Higgins on the other, and then I have a Hooper or even if I flex Kareem Hunt out, or even if my five, you know, because a lot of people forget, you only can have five weapons no matter what. So if you have a running back, we're down to four. If you have a tight end, you're down to three. So 11 personnel is the only way you're going to get three wide receivers out without taking a wide res- or a running back or a tight end out. So at the end of the day, I can think you're going to see a little bit of an uptick in 11 personnel this year. But if all of a sudden now come red zone, maybe that's where Jarvis loses some snaps because of a guy that's 5'10 versus now I could put Najoku at 6'4 in there. And now all of a sudden I'm running a 12 personnel with Odell and Higgins. Maybe that's the way the Browns go. Ultimately, I think during camp, we're going to see how this thing plays out. But just remember, Jack, I mean, these guys, they're such fine tuned machines in terms of their bodies. There's going to be an injury. There's going to be a guy that's going to miss two to four weeks. I'm obviously pray that, you know, we don't have a season ender like Odell, but I also think it's kind of coincidental that Higgins kind of came on right as Odell's injury happened. You know, so maybe the Browns had to restructure the offense, but now I've got an entire 10 game sample size where I know what Higgins can do. And if I'm Chad O'Shea and I'm Kevin Stefanski and I'm Alex Van Pelt, you've got the blueprint of how you're going to make this work. And all season, we've been saying, all season, we said, we don't have the deep threat. We don't have the deep threat. We don't have the speed. Well, now you got Odell. So now you got that. You got a guy that can run four, three, and maybe you go out and grab a Marquise Goodwin for a really cheap deal because he is the fastest man in the NFL. And I mean that literally, he is the fastest man in the NFL. You know, so it gives you those options to open up the cupboard, but it also, I don't, you can rule wide receiver first round off the board. Now that's done. You ain't taking a
1: wide out in the first round. And not unless it results in a, it's a trade yeah, unless Landry and or else one of them guys goes. Yeah. Um, but, it, but yeah, it comes to that question. But we about, don't talk
0: that into existence on this you, podcast. You
1: have to still We're a pro Jarvis podcast. You still have to invest in the second round uh, in third at the latest because you can't go into next season and go, yeah, we'll move on from one of these two guys and um, there's nothing there and you can't just go, yeah, potentially Donovan Peoples Jones and Higgins could step up and then, you're there but you need to bring the young talent in a year in advance to have that option to move on because we're not at the position where we can go hey yeah it doesn't matter we can rebuild for a year at the wide receiver room you have to bring that talent in now to
0: um jack we've seen that that room that wide receiver room this year. I mean, look at, you're telling me that next year, the Browns couldn't go out and say, Hey, Kenny holiday, or, you know, looking at some of the guys now, I mean, I don't know who the big free agents are next year, but there's a lot of guys sign one-year deals I and mean, you could go out and get like, like a Tyler Lockett. I mean, I don't know what the uh, the Tampa is going to do with Godwin or Allen Robinson in Chicago, because now you're starting to kick off those contracts and all those guys are on one-year deals. I don't see Allen Robinson signing long-term. So I know you like him. You may be able to add him next year at a, at a, at a substitute where,
1: That wide receiver free agent market, as we can tell this year, there's some deals and some values out there. But that best talent is coming through the draft. Um, And teams are obviously noting that because that's exactly what the investment in free agency is telling us. So for me, it's still, you've got a second or third round. You've got to do that. Um, And you need that investment. What you're saying the round
0: should trade down. Maybe they should Um, trade down from that first round pick into the second round, picking up an extra day two pick, which they could use on the offense. Is that, is that what you're advocating? Mr. Duffin in the uh, wee hours of the morning? Are you, uh, are you back to trade down, trade down Duffin?
1: Well, I've, I've I've actually got a little caveat with it. There's one dude, one dude. I could understand them staying at 26th. Jalen Waddle. Christian Barmore.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll Barmore. Yeah. Barmore, the D tackle. He's obviously been my guy. Everything else. Trade down. I will tell you, I'm not gonna lie. If Jalen Waddles there at 26, which the chance of that happening is right up there with me and Mila Coonies and that analogy that I use. But yeah, absolutely. Um, Barmore is the guy I I do like. I liked him even before the national championship game when I was screwing his name up and calling him Christian Baysmore. Um, but yeah, I just I do like his skill set. I think as you can see, the Browns have not addressed that position. In free agency, not that there's a ton of interior de- de- alignment out there, and I'm sure we're going to see a guy probably in the next couple days maybe come into Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, okay, I, I will give that. If one of the top corners, like a guy like Caleb Farley or Barmore, you know, one of these guys that kind of just has a slide, yeah, other than that, yeah, why don't we just move on back maybe 10, 15 spots and start racking them and stacking them, as they say in Die Hard, rack them and stack them.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's one, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, there's obviously gonna be a change in the whole way offensive spending goes over the next two years to prepare for that Baker deal. Um, but it's it's one that it, it starts with different positions and O-line and wide receiver are the two most expensive on offense. So a little bit extra's got to give there. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, if if I had to guess, hey, they're running the main three back. Um, but I still think a draft investment on day two is pretty much a 75% chance.
0: All right, Jack, I'm going to read a list of names to you. And I want you to give me the letter grade as soon as I finish for this free agent crop of signings. Ready? Yeah. Cam Newton, Dietrich Weiss, U. Smith, Hunter Henry, Matthew Judon, Nelson Aguilar, Devon Godshow, Jalen Mills, Kendrick Bourne, Henry Anderson, Trent Brown, Kyle Van Noy, and
1: Ted Karras. Give me an S. <laughs> S. Give me a H. H, give me an I. I, give me a T. T, what does that spell? Patrick Agency. <laughs> um, that I lo- is I a like...
0: laundry list of names.
1: Wow. Bill's love, getting the band back together. Love, love, love the John
0: O. Smith signing. And yeah, I think it. Hunter Henry and John o. Smith is going to be... I actually do like this. I would give this a B minus, if I'm being honest. They didn't spend a ton of money. Um, I like some of these names. What Kyle Van Vannoy just did to the Dolphins is one of the most, like... You know how so I don't know if you know what a Trojan horse is, but yeah. in here when we talk about a plant, Kyle Van Noy just Trojan horse the Dolphins, five million dollars in dead cap, thirty million in guarantees, and he's headed back home. Bill the mastermind Belichick, and listen, Van Noy's not some insane game breaker, but he just did to the Dolphins. <laughs> That's what's going. Terrence Mitchell's going to do the Texans, and he's coming back next year. Oh, and by the way, we'd be hard pressed. Tavier Tavier! No! Uh, Our entire special teams core is heading down to Houston. Who is the special teams coordinator in Houston? First Money Mitch, then Tay Davis, now Tavier Thomas. Damn you, Nick Casario. You John Carroll Blue Streak bastard. You're stealing all the guys.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's Carlson and MJ Stewart holding down the fort. <laughs> you know, Carroll Hodge is sitting there checking his number
0: to see if any oh, Houston God. phone numbers are coming through there.
1: Yeah, he's the other guy. Um, but no, it's it's one that it's going to be interesting to follow this sort of position room. But yeah, now we're down to the the big three sort of starters um, is your slot corner, your outside corner, and your edge defender too. So hopefully over the next couple of days, we'll see some moves.
0: All right. My name, I still got a few available with Higgins coming back. Josh Reynolds is off. I wouldn't mind a speed guy. So I've got Goodwin and Perriman still on my deep threat wide receiver list if they want to come in cheap. On the edge, I got Clowney and Dunlop. Cornerback room, I got Hayward, Adori, and Conley. Slot corner slash free safety, because we're talking Rover, baby. I still think Lamarcus Joyner slash um, Malik Hooker. I still would like to see one of those names. And then the fat guy position, Sheldon Rankins. Come on down, buddy. And if not, let's just call O and see if he'll take a minimum deal. Not yeah, the 9 million. I
1: still think they're going draft there. Alil Al- Al- McNeil would not surprise me. Look
0: at you dropping draft names.
1: Yeah, I've done a tiny bit of study. That's one of my three players I know.
0: You went on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, pff.com.
1: But no, um, as always, guys, thank you very much for listening, and go Browns.
0: And as always, Higgins gave us a little bit of news, so Jack, we did a podcast within 24 hours. Go Browns.